to the One Wrestling Podcast, your one-stop shop for discussion and interviews about the vast world of professional wrestling. Each week, we pick some topics or shows to discuss from whatever promotion we feel like discussing that week. Mostly pro, but we talk about a little bit of everything. I'm your host, TJ, aka Aspier, and with me is my co-host, Caitlin. Hey, everybody. Uh, this week is episode 31, and we are going to be talking about the DT Beer Garden Lake shows, the uh, Full Throttle Who is the Leader show, and the Congo Produce show from Corican. But before we get into all that, uh, what you been up to? How you doing? Um, not too much. Pretty much the usual. Checked out Decadence from uh this past week. Uh, now I'm really thinking about. I really haven't done much this week, <laughs> besides work out. But that's generally it. Yeah, I was telling her before we started recording. I was like, "What the <laughs> fuck did I even do last week?" Because I don't remember at all. It doesn't help. I've basically dead like dead the past like hour or two, mm. like. I was fine when I woke up this morning, but then it's, like, around lunchtime, I just, like, started having, like, these horrible headaches, and I basically just had to, like, lay on an air mattress in front of the AC unit to try and cool down and try and feel better. Thankfully, I'm finally feeling better. We weren't originally going to record because how I was feeling, but thankfully, I'm feeling better, and I want to talk about this stuff anyway, talk to you guys. But, yeah, as far as what I've actually been doing, though, I really don't know. <laughs> um, I read a couple chapters of St. Onisan. That's about it. I think I've been, I've mostly been like looking for a new manga to wa- read rather than like reading new manga because um, we're going to be um, going out of town for like a month, it, like next week. And I kind of wanted to have a bunch of shit downloaded to um, basically not have to use up their internet <laughs> to download fucking manga. But yeah, I just wanted to have all that prepared. So I've been looking at shit to wa- read. I'm going to read Vagabond. I'm, I've, read i'm a hero before at least like, like i got like 50 so chapters into it but i'm gonna pick that back up and then probably try and catch back up in d man but and then everything else i already have planned so uh but uh we'll talk about that like the month long stuff later i guess unless you wanted to talk about it now i don't know how much you want to tell the people um yeah so basically the reason it's going to be kind of a funky month for us is because my parents are having surgery. My dad's having leg surgery uh, Wednesday. Uh, my mom's having surgery next week on her shoulder. So that means neither of them can drive. So pretty much we're going back to their house to, I guess, I don't want to say babysit. <laughs> but that's pretty much the gist of it. Um, my mom is going to be okay in a month to, you know be able to drive around so that's why it's a strict month um i guess we'll still plan to record we just might have to do some work around with that just because it's like the house is you know it's not like super huge or anything uh so i don't really want them to hear us talk about this because we sound like fucking dorks but anyways (laughs) uh that's what's happening everything should be fine it's just yeah gotta go home 
I said, obviously, it's not ideal to be traveling right now, but I think it's a special case. Obviously, I'm I'm glad we're able to actually go back home and uh, take care of them because thankfully we have a job where we're able to do that and still work. So I'm really happy about that and always just happy to help them out when we can. And we'll talk more about how that's going to affect the schedule for our podcast later. But other than that, uh, we didn't, we watched, I watched a lot more wrestling this week than you did. Uh, a little yeah. bit. Like... <laughs> We both watched that GCW show, and that was all right. There, there was like some stuff that wasn't really good, like the ACH and Janela match. I that did not. not I hated that no, match. And was not good. At and all. I just don't. Not ACH's fault. Yeah, it had like the Kay- Kylie Ray versus some guy. I don't even remember Col- his name. Col- Cole Radrick. Yeah, oh Cole Radrick or something like that. And yeah, that wasn't good. The scramble was pretty good mm-hmm. with uh, East Austin. I love that he was wrestling in a mask. <laughs> And that's actually what made me laugh. So this dude can get out there and wrestle a whole match in his mask, but people can't go to the store for like 10 minutes with, you know, a mask on. But anyways, that was a fun, that was a fun match. Um, I enjoyed AJ Gray and Chris Dickinson too. Yeah, that match was actually really good, but the crowd just did not give a shit about it. Like The crowd is, like, GCW crowds are kind of hit or miss. Sometimes it's like, I think they prefer, you know, the more brutal, violent stuff. Because they were into, like, Mance and um, Nate Webb. But it was, like, when that match came up, since it wasn't, there wasn't any stip or any weapons used. It was actually just pure wrestling. They just were flat. So, I don't, I don't know if it was, like, the heat or anything. But, yeah. I think it's really just GCW crowds are more about, like, hardcore matches and yeah. death matches and shit. Rather than, like, actual good in-ring matches. Even though... I thought uh, Webb and Mance was, was really, really good, fun. too. Like, that guy shit was fucking... That was, that was like, probably my favorite match of the night, other mm-hmm. than, like, AJ and Dickinson. But, they're, I mean, they're different style of matches, so I like them for different right. reasons. And we did watch Impact and AEW, and honestly, both those shows were fucking mid this week. <laughs> like, I, I couldn't tell you, like, honestly, even... a good thing about AEW. I could not tell you anything. Like, it had that fucking shitty MJF promo. It had, like... That's enough to turn you th- off. That opener was fucking all over the place. Like the eight man, like uh, fuck, uh, inner circle versus um, Shit, Jungle Express, <laughs> and like the Warhorse match was kind of worse than I expected it to be, honestly. It, but I'm not really yeah, as high on Warhorse yeah. as some people are. But yeah, like that was way not as good as I expected it, it to be. Good. And then I guess like the tag title match was fine, but it's I still nothing I care it. about. So and then honestly, I forget, I forget what happened on Impact. Like nothing really stood out to me. It had oh yeah, it had that Eddie and Trey match, and that was just fine. And Oh, yeah, that, uh, the brothers versus Reno Scum, and that was kind of just there, too. I think that was it. Oh, wait, uh. I'm trying to remember. Oh, it was, uh, it was Kimberly versus, uh, Deanna. Deanna, and that, I really don't remember anything about that. But for stuff I do remember about, um, I did finally, I watched the, uh, Stardom tag title match from Corkin because it finally got uploaded up to Stardom World, and I really enjoyed that a lot. Like, um, I was out here ragging on, uh, Tall Saya, like, a couple, a week or two ago, Why? but I remember I was saying, like, I think. Uh, small size a little bit better than her because tall side kind of like out mm. here trying to do too much really but in that match though like that was the best i've seen her in so if she can channel more of that energy during five star i think i'll be more excited for her matches and um i did i checked out some Memor- memorial gate i didn't have time to watch the whole thing i only watched like the two title matches and that tag title match fucking sucked i was so bored <laughs> during that oh my god and i'm, I'm gonna have to rewatch the main event it was just fine to me. I've, I've seen a lot of people say it was really great, yeah. but it might have just been the headspace I was in watching that. But I'll, I'll probably go back and rewatch it sometime because I just did not enjoy that match as much as most people seem to. And uh, but that's it for should we even watch? And I think unless you got anything else, 
Um, not really. I'm planning on watching a little bit more this week, but we'll see what happens. It depends on my mood. Yeah, we got a lot to watch this week because all the tournaments That's and shit. So <laughs> or this weekend, anyway. But uh, let's get into the news. Uh, for AEW news, uh, Eddie Kingston signed AEW, which obviously I'm really excited about that. I'm He's going to oh, yeah. outclass all these guys in promos, so that's going to be fun. But I'm interested to see how they utilize him. But the weird thing is like they and they had to pull him from some, an ICW show, which was on a – oh, wait, it was on Saturday, right? And we'll get to that in the news, actually, so that might be why. What? Remember he was pulled from a show that was he like – we have AEW was on a Saturday, and now we kind of know why with maybe with these this news because um I, I, that just clicked in my head right now because uh T, this now for uh, TNT yeah. that um that okay. due to the NBA schedule AEW is gonna be the like Dynamite's gonna be on different days of the week on uh the show that was gonna be on August nineteenth it's gonna be on Saturday August twenty second at six which I don't know why they're changing it to six but whatever I guess and then the show's on August twenty sixth. And September 16th will be on August 27th and September 17th just airing the next day. And they're going to be still at 8. But, yeah, it's not surprising that NBA is basically causing AEW to have to change their schedule out a little bit. But I forget what date that show that Eddie got called off of. But it kind of makes more sense why they called him off because they since the schedule is so in flux now because of the NBA. So it's probably just a safety precaution. But at the time, I was just like, why the fuck is AEW pulling him from a show that's not even on a Wednesday? Especially when guys like Janela are still working in Indies. Now it makes more sense. It makes more yeah. sense now, so I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. What I won't give them the benefit of the doubt for is this fucking women's tag tournament. Why, why is this on YouTube? Like, it just it just gives people more ammo to, be, like, talk shit on your women's division. It's like, it you obviously don't, stuff. yeah, it's like, you, don't give a shit. you obviously don't give a shit if you're just going to put the matches on on uh, YouTube. Like, like honestly, the match that's going to be airing on YouTube, like, tonight kind of sucks, but that's not kind of, that's not the point. You kind of have to show that you want to put more effort into them. What's the, what's the whole thing with AEW and their YouTube shit? Like, they need to realize not everyone watches it anyway. Yeah. It, it's like, I don't understand. You're kind of hurting for more wrestling on the programming, at least to me. And you really need to have the women get more exposure. This literally just makes it feel like they're not even, they're worse than like an afterthought for them at this point. Like, really? You're putting it on YouTube? I, even if they put the finals on a random dynamite or whatever, I still don't think that would help because people are going to be like, well, when the hell did this happen? Yeah, like, they need to at least put the semifinals and the finals on TV at the minimum. But honestly, I don't know why they just didn't put it on dark. Like, yeah. well, I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Like, but again, like I was saying, like, it's something with them in general. Like, I don't get what their YouTube shit like. They build storylines on dark, and then they show up on TV, and then I'm like, "How when the fuck this happened?" Exactly. <laughs> like it's the whole shit with like Ali, Ali and fucking um, QT. I did not know anything about that until like they randomly showed up on dark, sitting together in the crowd one episode, and I'm like, and "When the fuck this happened?" About it. And then it's like all of a sudden Anna J is in Dark Order. I I guess. Well, that was on TV. Was I think. Oh, oh yeah, because um. Uh, fuck Abaddon beat her, I think, and then or something like that. On it was, TV? It was, yeah, it was during their match, and then the Dark Order came that. out. I don't remember this at all. I think okay. that was on, I think that was on TV because I don't watch Dark, and I know I, I remember watching that. But anyway, that's it for uh, AEW, and then for uh, WWE, WWE quadrupled their profits in quarter two after needlessly firing talent because this doesn't even count into the lo- the savings they're gonna have from talent because they're still paying them during this quarter. So again, why the fuck did they need to cut people? 
I mean, and people were saying like, oh, a lot of people wanted to get cut anyway, like Rusev and Leo okay, and shit. And like, right yeah, like they don't want to get cut during a fucking pandemic where they can't work. Like, it's just bad excuses, and it's like, oh, I can't wait till um, the next quarter and see how they do because I'm sure they're gonna continue to be saving money because they're just saving money from instead of touring, running it in the yeah, PC. So, it. yeah, it's like they're saving money just by working on uh, full sale. So I'm like. Even just firing them, you really weren't getting rid of that much of... You, you weren't saving money. I mean, I I don't know. It's not like you were saving millions and millions of dollars, but whatever, I guess. And then the uh, last bit of U.S. news, uh, Leon Ruff and Anthony Green have both signed NXT, which Leon Ruff, I'm not surprised since they seemed really high on him and he's been working like some of the SmackDown tapings and shit as like extras. But Anthony Green's kind of a weird choice for me. But he's probably just gonna end up being a longer loop guy once everything ends up. I don't think I don't see them actually pushing him. Leon, though, I think they could definitely do something with. But it's NXT. It's kind of hard to get excited about these guys signing. Yeah. I was gonna say I'm like, NXT is just like almost an endless hole for wrestlers. I. It's like I want to be happy for them. You know, they're gonna make some money, I guess. But it's just like, yeah, it, it's hard to get excited anymore. Uh, but that's it for U.S. news, so let's get into the uh, Japanese news. Uh, start with the indies. Uh, Hikaru Sato and versus Suwama has been added, or will be the main event of the uh, August 29th Hard Hit Show, which will be in Kawasaki Stadium in a no-time limit match, so obviously I'm going to be hyped for that match. I'm curious, I mean, it's going to be Suwama, am I, I saying, am I going to yeah, be curious? Like... <laughs> well, Mike, well, it's, it's no time limit draw, so they are no time limit, so it has to be a winner, so yeah, Suwama will put them away. I wonder how long this goes. Hopefully not super long, I guess. Yeah, we'll see, but hell, it should be good though, so doesn't really matter. And then for uh, 2AW news, uh, Kengo Mashimo and Tatsuya Hanami became the new uh, 2AW tag champs by beating Taichi Takazawa and Ayuma Honda in 12:55 on August 2nd. And then in the main event, Ayoto Yoshida made his first defense of the 2AW Openweight Title against uh, Shiwasakawa. Can't wait for that to make tape. And uh, hell yeah, my boy Hanami got that belt. They're really uh, strapping the rocket to him already. I'm kind of surprised. I just know you're happy about it, so. And then uh, for Zero One News, uh, Masashi Takeda got injured at the latest Freedom Show, and because of this, he couldn't compete on August 2nd, so him and Yuko Miyamoto vacated the NWA Intercontinental Tag Team titles. Toa Iwasaki and Tsukutaka Sato beat Yuko Miyamoto and Takashi Sasaki for the vacant titles on August 2nd. And the newly formed tag team of Shinjiro Otani and Yumahito Imanari challenged them afterwards, so that's going to be a interesting pairing. <laughs> And then uh, Chris Weiss defended the heavyweight title against Yuji Hino and was challenged by Just Tap Out's Tamura Hayato afterwards. And in the main event, uh, Shoki Hitamura beat Alindaman to win this year's Tenkaichi tournament. And then uh, today, I, I remember now, former Wrestle 1 wrestler Gansaki Tanaka challenged Shoki Hitamura for the title. So I didn't even know he was a champion, but or how that works. But either way, excited for my boy Gansaki getting some work. Uh, for Freedoms, uh, Toro Sugira def- defended the KFC title against Matashi Takeda on July 28th via ref stoppage. Takeda couldn't continue to wrestle because he got a bad back cut on his, like a cut on his back again. Hopefully it's like not too bad, but he's obviously been pulled from the show I just mentioned. And uh, the rematch for that has been set for uh, August 31st. And then on that same show, Yuyuma, or, uh, Yuya Susumu also defended the UWA World Junior Heavyweight title against Kengo, so excited for that uh, Freedom Show to make tape for sure, which will be this weekend, so definitely excited to 
watch it and talk about it. Yeah, I've been looking forward to this one. Um, just sucks with the main event, but shit happens. Still should be a good show overall. And then for uh, Kyushu Pro, uh, on uh, July 30th, Genkai beat Yuji Hino to become the new Kyushu Pro champion. And also the team of uh, Team uh, Toriyaman, Genki Horiguchi, and Susumu Yokosuka won a three-way title match, or three-way match to become the new Kyushu Pro Tag Champions. And uh, that's, I don't know, that's Kyushu Pro. I think it's all on YouTube, so you should be able to find it if you're interested in that. But uh, let's get into Joshi news and start off with uh, Tokyo Joshi. It's not really news, but I did want to talk about the um, first few matches of the Tokyo Joshi Princess Cup, which is going to take place this weekend. And uh, we'll probably talk about the ninth show later, but like once we watch it, obviously. But do you have any uh, predictions on who's going to win on the uh, eighth? There's four matches for this. The first match is Suzume, or Suzume versus Haruna Neko. And the winner of that face Mizuki the next night. So who got any choices? Um, I guess Suzume here. Uh, I'm, uh, I think I'm going to pick, go I, I think I'm going to pick Neko. But we'll see. Right. And then uh, Himawari Unagi versus Maki Ito. And the winner of that faces Yuhi Kamafuku. And I'm going to go with the safe choice and just pick Maki. But it would not shock me if Unagi won. Yeah, I was going to say, I'll probably go Maki here. But like you said, um, Unagi could get the upset. But uh, I'll just pick Maki overall. And then uh, next match is up. Natsumi Maki versus Mina Shirakawa, and the winner faces Palm Harajuku. I think uh, Maki's a safe choice here, too. So, uh, Natsumi Maki. Different Makis, I guess, but that, that's who all I'm... All the Makis. Yeah, all the Makis. But yeah, I'm going <laughs> to pick her to win tomorrow, or that night. Yeah, I would probably pick Mina if she wasn't facing Natsumi, but yeah, Natsumi's probably going to win here. And then the next match is uh, Raku versus Miyu Yamashita, and... Uh, I'm going to pick Raku to win, get the upset win here. Uh, I got to go Miyu. The winner of that uh, will face Hikari Noah and lose to Hikari Noah. So. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and the next match, or the last match, is uh, Yuka Sakazaki versus Nodoka Tenma. And the winner faces Hyper Masao. Uh, probably going to be Yuka. Yeah, Yuka. But uh, really excited for that show to to watch that show this weekend. And then uh, for Ice Ribbon News, the uh, full card for the big show at Yokohama Bunka Gymnasium was announced with the following title matches. Uh, the WUW title, uh, Cherry is going to defend against Matsuya Uno. The Triangle Ribbon title, uh, Tai Honma, is going to defend against Ram Kacho and uh, Chon Shiryu. The IW19 title, uh, Hamako Hoshi will defend against Makoto. For the ribbon tag titles, uh, Tsukasa Fujimoto and Tsukushi are going to defend against Hiragi Kurumi and Mochi Miyagi. And then the main event is going to be Maya Yukihi versus Suzu Suzuki. And uh, definitely really hyped for this show. And uh, my girl Suzu, gonna, oh, she going to do it. And honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if the tag titles change hands too. But I definitely think the main event, Suzu is going to win and finally be crowned and put over as the future. And even though I like, I like Maya, she's had a really good reign. But... Yeah, I gotta have uh, have my girl Susie pick this win up. And then uh, another stuff for uh, Stardom. There, it's not news, but we can talk real quick about these, this weekend's uh, five star matches and uh, who we got in each one. On uh, August eighth, we got Itami versus Jungle Kiona, and uh, 
I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick Jungle for this because I think this loss is gonna hurt Utami later down the road. So it's more of a. I can see either one winning, honestly. But it's just yeah. thinking in my head about the brackets. <laughs> I think Utami needs to lose here. I kind of had the same feeling. Um. So yeah, I'll pick Jungle to win here just because. Yeah, like down the road, it's gonna be one that will hurt Utami. And then the next match is uh, Momo Watanabe versus Micah, and Momo's going to pick up the win here. Yeah, yeah Momo. Uh, next match is uh, Natsuko Tora versus Siri, And uh, Siri's going to win this because she's going to win like all of her matches until she loses to Mayu mm-hmm. in the middle of the tournament. So I don't expect her to pick up any losses until then. Yeah, it's like I would have picked Natsuko, but with Siri, you know, going for the belt, yeah, Siri's going to win this one. And then uh, the last bit for a blue block. Azumi versus Saki, and uh, Saki's probably going to win this, I think. I definitely want Saki to win this, so I'll root for her. And then for uh, Red Block on August 8th, we got uh, Mayu Utani versus Julia, and uh, Mayu's going to win this. Yeah, Mayu got this one. I pretty much have Julia locked in at least for two losses, possibly three, because she's going to lose here, and she's going to lose to, fuck, what's her name, uh, Death Yamasan in the last night the one that's up in the air for me is uh tam but it really depends on when that match is because her title def- the title defense is like in the middle of the tour so if it's before i think tam's gonna beat her mm. but if it's after then julius is gonna pick up the win again but i think i think it's more likely i haven't looked at the like the schedule if they've really announced the rest of the matches all, all i know for sure is these two nights but my money would be on tam probably being like that match happening before the title match just had a little heat suit. It's like, oh, Tam, Tam can beat her in a title or a tournament match, but not for the title kind of bullshit. Because I originally had Tam going to beat her anyway to set up a title match down the road, but they already, they, did, they already that. did that, so, yeah. And speaking of Tam, she's in the next match, uh, Herd versus Himika, and I think Him- I think Himika is going to win, but could. it could be either way, honestly. I do think this one's a toss-up, but I'll probably just go with Tam. But honestly, I can see Himika winning here too. And then uh, next match is uh, Death Yamasan versus Starlight Kid, and I think Starlight's gonna win this probably. It doesn't really matter either way, but I'm yeah, I'm okay. I'm sure Starlight will pick up the win here. Yeah, I think this is a harmless one, and I think Starlight should probably pick up the win here. And then uh, last match on August eighth, uh, Konami versus Tall Saya, and. Uh, I'd say probably Konami's gonna win this, but it's this one's kind of a toss-up. It, it's definitely, I, I don't think I think Sai is basically here to eat pins. True. So she, I don't think she was meant to be in. Yeah, it. I don't think she was meant to be in it. She's pretty much a fill-in for like I'm sure B was gonna be in it. I'm sure Jamie. Well, I'm fine. And stuff that. like that. That so it's probably more uh, women that are gonna be in the tournament. So Sai is just here to eat pins, really. Yeah, I think Konami will probably win here. And then uh, on. Uh, Sunday, August 9th, Utami Hashida is going to face Natsukatora, and I say Utami's going to win this, but I don't know, like, either, well, either way, someone's going to be walking out of these this weekend with two losses, so I think I think Natsuka's better for that, honestly, because she could then go and run later right. in the tournament. Yeah, I think Utami will pick up the win here, Natsuka will be fine, she'll, she'll be alright near the end of the tournament. Uh, next match is uh, Momo Watanabe versus Izumi, and uh, I say Momo wins here, but I would love the upset for Izumi to win, honestly. 
Yeah, I'd like to say Momo wins, but AZM getting the upset really wouldn't surprise me that much. So, overall, I still will pick Momo, but wouldn't be shocked if AZM wins. Then the next match is uh, Saki versus Micah. And uh, I'm going to say Micah here just yeah. because I think this is one of like the few winnable matches she has, really. So, I don't even think this, there's no harm in beating Saki here. Yeah, I think Micah will win here. Like you said, I don't really think there's any harm in her beating Saki. So. Uh, the next match is uh, Siri versus Jungle Kiona. And uh, I'd say it's probably safe to say Siri's going to win. But if you're on the Jungle's winning red star or uh, five-star bandwagon, I could see her picking up the win here, honestly. But I'm, Kylie, I'm, I'm just going to go with the safe bet and say Siri wins. Yeah, I'll go with Siri, too. And then the last three matches, uh, Mayu Yutani is going to face Starlight Kid, and obviously Mayu's going to win yeah. that. Like, it, actually, no, I, I was going to say it wouldn't shock me if Starlight won, but no, actually, I think it would shock me. It I, would shock me. I don't think Mayu really cares about, like, putting over people, but it's like, I don't know. I think it's too, still too early for Starlight. It is. And, um, well. Uh, I would say, I think Mayu's winning. There's, Yeah. <laughs> Uh, then the next match is uh, Himika versus Julia, and Julia is going to pick up the win here, too, I think. Yep, Julia wins this one. And then the last match is uh, Konami versus Tam, and uh, I'm going to pick Tam, even though yeah. I don't think she should. I mean, whatever. She's I don't know. I Konami's, like, one of the best women in the roster, so I just want her to win everything. But, uh, yeah. Maybe. But, um, no, yeah, I think Tam's a... I think there's nothing, no harm in her getting losing to Tam, so I think Tam's going to win here. Sadly, yes, I think Tam will win. <laughs> and then, uh, speaking of the title matches we were referencing, the uh, full cards for the Yokohama Budokan shows have been announced, and uh, got some interesting matches. Honestly, the cards are overall really good, but like some of the matches they decided are weird to me. Um, see, for uh, day one, on the 22nd, Hanan versus Itsuko Hoshino versus... Hina and Rina, Azumi versus Saeeda, Jungle Kiona, Konami, and Death Yamasan versus Natsuko Tora, Saki Kashima, and Natsumi Rei, which is apparently a loser, loser's faction disbands or something. Something like that. So yeah. that's weird to me. I mean, it's probably going to be TCS, so that yeah, sucks. Mm. But I don't know, really. Like, there's no point in Oedo Tai losing right or disbanding right now when. They have there's no like they're the only real heal unit and they're not even really like well well DDM's kind of a heal unit I guess but I don't know I don't think it's I think it's if not a good I, idea for Oeda to tie to break up yeah right if like now. if one of these two were gonna break up I think it it'd be TCS. be TCS which sucks yeah and then uh, Tam Nakano Starlight Kid and Riho are gonna face Mima Shimoda Yuna Manase and Super Strong Starlight Machine. <laughs> oh yeah. And then uh, Utami Hayashida is gonna face Himika. Which is kind of a out of nowhere uh, singles match, which I mean, either way, I'm excited for it. It should be a fucking great match, but it just feels out of nowhere. And then for the uh, future of Stardom title, well, Michael's going to face Sai Kamatani, which that's. Could be a thing. Yeah, it'll probably be alright. <laughs> and then uh, Julia's going to face Momo Watanabe, which is again a, a match I'm here for, but it still Random. feels out of nowhere, yeah. yeah. Oh, what, what block's Momo in? She's in. Uh, She's in blue. Blue, okay, so there are at least different blocks. I think that's the same for. Uh, Mike or uh, Himika and Otami, yeah. Mm -hmm. So at least they're not doing uh, five star matches and basically in the middle of the thing. I do like that at least. 
And then um, the main event for that show is going to be Mayu Iwatani defending the Wonder Stardom title against Yuri, which should be a great match. But overall, really solid card for night one, even though it still weird, feels weird for some of these matchups to be happening. Like, I don't think any of this has really been built up other than like the Oedotai and TCS stuff a little bit. And then obviously Itami and Siri even built up. But the rest of it, I'm, it just feels kind of out of nowhere. I guess Utami and Micah is kind of like a preview for the tag title match. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. And then for uh, night two on tw- the 23rd, Death Yamasan versus Ruaka versus Hanan versus Hina versus Rina. Itsuki Hoshino versus Saida. Riho versus Natsumirai. Like that's another random yeah. singles match. And um, it'll probably be stupid, so it'll probably be fun. But uh, And then uh, Jungle Kiona and Konami versus Natsukotora and Saki Kashima. Uh, non-title match, uh, Mayu Iwatani versus Momo Watanabe, which, again, that's... I don't know why they're doing this. But I think that is a same block, because I think they're both in blue. No, they're not. They're different blocks. <laughs> it's hard to remember. It's hard to remember. There's so many fucking tournaments going on right now. I know. And um, then for the high-speed title, uh, Az- Azumi's going to face Starlight Kid, which that's definitely been built up, because they've always been feuding, always basically. Been, so Yeah, it's just ingrained in Stardom now. Yeah. And then uh, for the Goddess of Stardom titles, Utami and Saya are going to defend against Himika and Mika. And then the main event's going to be uh, Julia versus Tam Nakano for the Wonder of Stardom title. And I don't know why the fuck they're doing this match again already. I don't have an answer for that, but let's just hope that it's the last time because I don't want this rivalry to be dragged out for fucking ever. Like, I know they got to have a big match for um, this show to the put in the main event and this is the, the secondary title or like the 1A, 1B, whatever title, but it's like, you're going to have Julia defend against anybody else, especially right, when right. they're especially when they're going to face again in the five star. So this will be like three times in basically a month that these two will face each other. Mm. And I don't know. Either way, I think Julia is still going to retain so who, uh, it doesn't matter. But uh, some notes on this these shows is that uh, it's going to be the last matches of uh, Itsuki Hoshino's career. And then also Togi Makabe from New Japan is going to be a special ambassador for these shows. So it felt out of nowhere. I love the pictures with him and with all the factions, though, during the press conference. Because, for one, he looked terrified. It's T- or not TTS, Oedo Tai. I mean, how could he be so scared when his daughter's there? Natsuko. Come on, man. She has the chains. Why are you looking scared? And then last bit of J- Joshi news uh, for uh, Pure J. Makoto and Moeka Haruhi are going to defend the tag titles, or the daily sports tag team titles, against Hanako Nakamori and Rina Yamashita on August 10th on the Corken Hall show. For uh, Big Japan News, the uh, main event for the for their last ever show in Yokohama Bunka Gymnasium on August 30th has been announced. It's going to be Tatsumi Fujinami, Daichi Hashimoto, and Yasumi Nakanoe versus Daisuke Sakamoto, Yuji Okobayashi, and Yuya Aoki, so big uh, six-man match to finish off uh, Yokohama Bunka. Uh, for Dragon Gate news, uh, Ada defeated Naruki Doi to win the Open the Dream Gate title. I think someone was saying he's still one of the four, only four people to win all the belts in um, Dream or in uh, Dragon Gate. Or I think it's like all the titles and all the tournaments or something like that. And I think he's the only one that's done it while all the current four belts have been established. So that's cool, I guess. And then uh, Jason Lee and Kota Minora defeated BB Hulk and Kazum Sakamoto to win the Open the Twin Gate titles. Then for uh, Cyber Fight news, let's uh, talk about DET. 
for actual news, first bit is um Janela and Yoshihiko from the for the Iron Man heavy metal weight title from the GCW show like last weekend. It will be or er, it'll be added to Wrestle Universe like tomorrow. So uh, check that out if you're interested. I, I enjoyed the match. It was fine. Like, yeah, I thought it was fine. I mean, it, it it's a Yoshihiko match, so can't really do too bad with that. Yeah, so not everyone can have like that big uh, all out Yoshihiko matches. Yeah. Like that's that. There's there's no competing with that. And then uh, speaking of the heavy metalweight title, uh, we have four new champions after the GCW show this weekend. ACH defeated Joey Janela to win it, but then he was just like, "I don't want it," and laid down for Levi Everett to win it. Then Levi Everett was cutting a promo when fucking Deppin came out out of nowhere on a scooter and like lariated him and won the title. I saw Takagi especially like that idea. Like he, Deppin was giving him ideas for what he wants to do in TDT. And then um, Spider Net Way, Spider Net What Night. Oh my god, I cannot say his name. Spider Nate Webb. He um, drove by and lariated uh, Deppin to win the title. So as far as I know, he's the current champion, but you never know. And um, These guys. And then uh, this weekend starts the uh, King of DDC tournament. And uh, you want to give some predictions on our um, who we think is winning the first round? So the first match on August 8th. Yuki Ueno versus Nobuhiro Shimitani. Ueno's going to pick up that. I think that's pretty yeah, easy. Yeah, I was going to say. Pretty much the easy one. Ueno gets this. Antonio Honda versus Dan Dino. Doesn't really matter who wins. I think it's going to be I Dino. Think, yeah, I was going to say. Doesn't matter. It's Dino. <laughs> uh, T-Hawk versus Kazuki Hirata. T-Hawk's going to win. Hey, hey, also, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're probably about to say what I was going to. How is Hirata in Japan? He lost the match this weekend. <laughs> He's going to find a way. Maybe he'll be Brother Kazuki. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> but uh, next match, I'm Okoto Oishi versus Chris Brooks. Chris will probably win, but it wouldn't surprise me if Oishi won. Yeah, I think this could go either way, but I think Brooks probably wins it here. Got to put Oishi over as the leader of uh, June Rats. Got to get True. him to beat this dude and then fucking went, take his title. Um, Next match, uh... Tomomitsu Matsunaga versus Daisuke Sasaki. Sasaki, oh, yeah. yeah. Sasaki. Uh, Shinya Aoki versus Yuki Ino. Mm. Uh, probably Aoki, but I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna go with Aoki. Yeah. I'd probably go with Aoki, but I could see you know winning, but uh, no, probably Aoki. <laughs> Toru Owashi versus Seiko Tachibana, and mm. I'm gonna pick Seiko for the upset, but. Yeah, I was going to say, I'd probably pick Sago here. Yeah. <laughs> then uh, Akido versus Tetsuya Endo. And I'm going to pick Akido for the fuck upset. Up. Because this will stop all the gamer talk from Endo. So he can just shut the fuck up. You're not facing Kenny, you fucking bastard. Okay, you know what? Since you brought that up, Akido, you better fucking win this shit since I'm picking you this time. You better win this. <laughs> oh, because I don't. God, I don't want that shit. No. Well, I think it's either going to be Endo loses here, or he goes to the semifinals and loses to T-Hawk. Yeah, which is which either way. Okay with me. So I do think T-Hawk and Endo is going to be the match for uh, Ultimate Party. Mm-hmm. And then uh, last bit of matches on the 8th. Yukio Sakaguchi versus Shuma Katsumata. I think Yukio is probably going to win, but Ooh, it doesn't really matter. Move. I'm going Shuma anyway. Well, damn it, he's not going to be Joker Shuma. Fuck. So never mind, he's going to lose. It's Yukio. <laughs> 
Uh, the next match is Soma versus Minoru Tanaka. I'm just going to go with Minoru Tanaka. I think that's a safe bet. Uh, yeah, Tanaka. Uh, Harshima versus Mad Polly. It's going to be Harshima. That's pretty easy. Yep, Harshima. These are kind of easy. Uh, Mizuki Watase versus uh, Kazusada Higuchi. Mm. Probably going to be a Higuchi. I think that's easy. I think it wouldn't shock me if Watase won. Uh, I, I do think Higuchi, but I would like to see Watase win. I like both, so honestly, it doesn't really matter to me, but overall, I think Higuchi's probably going to win. Yukio Naya versus El Lindemann, and I'm just picking El Lindemann because I don't want to see another Sai or Naya singles match. Yeah, Lindemann, can you please beat him? <laughs> please, I do not want to see another one either, so. Uh, then the last match is uh, Naomi Yoshimura versus Kenosuke Takashita, and Takashita's going to win, I think. It should be good, but yeah, Takashi is gonna win. And then for uh, Noah, they announced like their uh, streaming schedule for the next month or so. Or wait, for uh, never mind, I'm stupid. I can't read. They announced the uh, N1 victory dates. It's gonna start on uh, Friday the 18th on uh, September 18th at a uh, Nagoya Convention Center. And then uh, September 20th, they're going to be in uh, New Sumpla Takashi Takasaki Gunma. Uh, for on the 22nd of September, they're going to be in Cork and Hall. And then they're going to have a doubleheader in Cork and Hall on the 23rd. Then on the 26th, they're going to be in Nagata Bandaijima Multipurpose Plaza Okuma. Then uh, October 4th, they're going to be in Cork and Hall. And then the last date is going to be October 11th in Edion Arena Osaka First Stadium. So. Really excited for uh, N1 victory this year. Add even more tournaments to this fucking year. And uh, I'm curious who's going to be in it and who's going to win. Last, The first N1, it was a smaller um, ro- ro- like a participant. Number of participants. Bracket, bracket yeah. <laughs> and I wouldn't have been surprised if they were originally going to um, increase it this year. But because of COVID, I think they might just keep it down low. And I'm curious if... Uh, Go decides to not be in the tournament like Kaito did last year because he's champion. Mm-hmm. Assuming he retains this week, which I think he will, but he will. <laughs> and then, um, for all Japan news, uh, Yankee 2 Kenju defend the All Asia tag titles against Zeus and Izanagi on August 15th, and then on uh, August 30th in Korkin, Koji Omoto is going to defend the All Japan Junior title against Dan Tamura, while Violence Giants are going to defend the All Japan World Tag titles against Kento Miyahara and Jiro Kiroshio, so three big title matches I'm really excited about. Oh, gosh. I'm so excited for All Japan. I need another freaking live show. I miss it. It just doesn't feel the same without All Japan show to watch in between. Uh, But these title matches look pretty fucking good. I'm really excited for Iwamoto and uh, Tamura. I hope that it lives up to expectations. It should, because they're both very, very good. Uh, The... Wait... Yeah, the All Japan <laughs> World Tag title match will probably be a fucking mess, but in a good way. If nothing else, it's going to get people mad that hate Ikemen, so I'm excited. Especially yeah, yeah, sp- especially yeah, when they win, because yeah. they're winning. I, they're winning. There's no way, I don't think there's no way they lose these. If they lose, I don't know who the hell... There's no one else really yeah. to beat Violence Giants. Let's go. But. I can't wait. And then lastly, for uh, New Japan news... Uh, First off, uh, Juice is apparently out due to a leg injury, and I'm like, how the fuck did he get injured during all this? Thank you. I guess he was um, having too much fun doing extracurricular activities with Tony, I guess, but 
Who knows? Is Tony even in the U.S.? No, she's in the U.K. That's why Juice has been gone. I don't know where the hell he's been. Yeah, Juice has been hanging out with uh, B and Osprey and Tony in the U.K. I don't care about them. So, yeah. I'm curious. He apparently flew into the U.S., though, finally. So, I guess he's sticking around in there now. Because of, uh, he was in a promo video for the next thing I'm about to talk about. The uh, New Japan Strong, they announced what that's actually going to be. And it's going to be New Japan Cup USA 2020. Which came felt like it came out of nowhere, but I'm really excited for it. Apparently, the winner of the match or the winner of the tournament will get a title shot against Mox. Which at some point, but yeah, I'm like, when is that going to be? Because I don't, I don't think Tony Khan's going to let fucking Mox come over here and take an L to a New Japan guy right now on U.S. soil because he doesn't even want Mox working these U.S. shows. So they need to just vacate Mox, honestly. Which Uh, is what they should have done with this tournament. They should have just vacated him, and then whoever wins this tournament wins the title. And then I would have said Juice can't came out to uh, challenge them, but uh, if he's injured, but who knows? It might just be tough storyline. Who knows? Just to keep him out of the tournament, because honestly, if he's not injured, there's no reason not to put him in the tournament. Mm-hmm. Now that we know he's in America, but I, I, it might just be storyline just to keep him out because I think he'd be a favorite to win it if he was actually in it. But uh, the brackets for this are Carl Fredericks versus Kenta. They really want this match to happen bad, I guess, because it was in the original New Japan Cup. Uh, Jeff Cobb versus Tongaloa. Not super excited about uh, that. Uh, David Finlay versus Chase Owens. Also uh, not very excited about that. Uh, Brody King versus Tama Tonga. That could be good. But, but we're getting baby-faced. We'll yeah. uh, we're getting baby-faced Tama Tonga, so who knows? <laughs> we're going to get the good guy Tama Tonga back for for one night only. Oh, my God. <laughs> but no. Um, a lot of people think Kent is going to win this. I'm not so sure. I think the winner is either going to be him or Carl. Especially because I think Carl was originally going to beat him in the original New Japan Cup. I mean, they might just change plans now because they were going to use that to elevate him to be an actual roster member. Yeah. But now he's already a ro- roster member, so there's no point. So they might just have Kenta win. Wouldn't really shock me. Uh, Jeff's going to win, obviously, yeah. his bracket. So the oh, because they were setting up Cobb. And That's the thing. They've been setting, yeah. up, they've been setting yeah. up Carl and Cobb. It would Cobb. make no sense if Kenta won. They already had the title. They already had the match last week or something like on. Oh, whatever. But yeah, Cobb won that, so he would be a chance for Carl to get the win back and win the tournament. But who knows? Uh, Finlay and Chase. Who cares? They're gonna lose whoever it is. <laughs> oh, it's Finlay though. Hopefully it's Finlay. I'd like to see Finlay go a little deep in the tournament. Mm-hmm. But and then we got uh, Brody King versus Tamatanga, and this also depends on who wins. If it's Carl that's winning, I think Tom is gonna win. And then he's going to face Carl in the final. Because I think it's going to be another Bullet Club guy. And I don't think Chase is going to be no, it. No. I mean, it could be Brody King still, but I, I don't know if they do Brody versus Carl. I think, so I think they'd probably want to do Carl versus Tama, honestly, instead. But if Kent is winning, then I think Brody's a good shot to make it to the finals. Mm. Maybe Finlay. I wouldn't hate that. Which I'd, honestly, I'd, I'd prefer that, honestly. So, uh, yeah, either way, I think it's either going to be a Kent to Finlay final. Or a Carl Tama final. Um, I don't really have an overall opinion on who I want to win or anything. It's just, I guess it's more wrestling, but whatever. Like, it's fine. It's just, I'm looking at this like, what the fuck? <laughs> and also, isn't Jay in America? We don't know because he's being cryptic on Instagram and I on Twitter, so <laughs> who knows? He was posting more shit about that today because of like the pro wrestling team. Yeah, yeah, the which is the, the, the yeah, I'm 
Jingu Stadium show, so he's just messing with people and. Boy, I, don't I know, know you don't have another shirt coming out that day. Honestly, I'm just surprised Kent is in this, to be honest, unless he is going to win it. Because it's oh, like, yeah, I'm surprised he wants to travel right now, considering his family. Same thing for Lee Tama, too, but yeah. who knows. And then another tournament was announced, which I wish they would have just fucking announced this earlier, but apparently they, they had to wait until last minute. They're doing a title or a tournament for the Never Six Man titles, the because main. since uh, Evil in... Sonata and Bushi aren't, or Evil Shingo and Bushi aren't really going to defend them together since they're not really buddies anymore, but yeah, it's going to take place over the next four Cork and Hall shows. Oh uh, the teams are, or the bracket is uh, Yano, Okada, Sho versus Jado, Yuzuru, and Ghetto. That's going to be a fucking mess. I can't that wait for that. That is horrible. Oh, I'm going to cry. Uh, Sonata, Takagi, and Bushi versus Despi, Suzuki, and okay. Doki, and that should be that actually be a good fun. match. That should be fun. Yeah, that one, yeah, that one should at least be good, but the first one, oh my god, no. They have fucking Okada and fucking gold for the six man. I can't. And he's gonna fucking go to the second round too, at least. Yep. Um, uh, Ibushi, Tanahashi, and Wato versus Zack, Taichi, and oh, Kanemaru. Yeah. That's gonna be fucking shit show, man. Be- I can't wait for Kanemaru and them to just beat up on fucking Wato the whole match. It's gonna be awesome. It's just funny because it's like. I'm curious if uh, Ibushi's gonna play up, you know, any kind of tension or anything with Tana since he left them behind. Or at least left Tana behind. So, I don't, I don't know. This one is probably going to be a mess, too. I would say I think uh, Zack and Taichi and Kanemaru are going to beat them. So, then it just adds more to whatever that storyline is yeah. that they're doing with Ibushi and Tana. And then uh, Homa, Makabe, and Taguchi versus Ichi, Goto, and Yoshihashi. Uh, that's going to be something. <laughs> Honestly, I just hope Ichi and Goto stomp the hell out of fucking Homa. I don't care about this at all. <laughs> Uh, for who wins this, I honestly have no idea. They always go with some... You know what wouldn't shock me? It really wouldn't shock me if they just put him on LIJ. No, I... I I don't think it'll happen, but it wouldn't shock me. I think Suzuki Gun's gonna beat them in the first round, to be honest. So that way it'll probably be, um... It'll probably be Suzuki Gun versus uh, Chaos in the semifinal on the left side. And on the right side, I'd say probably Suzuki Gun versus Chaos again, honestly. Which Suzuki Gun comes out on top? Which Chaos comes out on top? Um, I'd say the final would maybe be Despi, Suzuki, and Doki versus Ichi, Goto, and Yoshihashi. Yeah, I can see that. And then maybe have Chaos win, get uh, Yoshihashi his first title in the entire career. (laughs) I don't know. It's it it really it's a six man belt. So who fucking cares? To be honest. So, and then um, for what's airing this week uh. Dragon Gate aired live on Dragon Gate Network, August 2nd. Actress Girls aired live on Nico Pro, August 2nd. Big Japan, July 24th, aired on Samurai, August 2nd. Noah will air live on uh, G+, on August 4th and 5th. Big Japan, August 1st, will air on Nico Pro, on August 5th. Ice Ribbon, July 25th, will air on Nico Pro, on August 6th. Diana, July 24th and August 2nd, will air on Nico Pro, on August 8th. New Japan will air live on New Japan World August 6th through 9th. Uh, four straight days of Corgan. Fuck no. DT will air live on Wrestle Universe August 8th and 9th. Tokyo Joshi will also air live on Wrestle Universe on August 8th and 9th. And then Stardom's going to have shows on August 8th and 9th as well, which will end up on Stardom World whenever they get them up. And then Got the Moves still doing shit, so check out their YouTube channel. Then for uh, weekly airings, we got Impact on Tuesday at 8 again. 
Oh, I didn't look up what the cards were for this. Do you remember it? For what? For impact. Oh, fuck. All right, so Eddie's going to defend the title as he's doing every week now. And somebody, but we don't know. Yeah, they haven't announced you. Uh, Motor City Machine Guns are going to have a little interview seg- segment. More Rich Swan shit, I guess. Yeah, he's doing something. In-ring announcement, so I don't yeah. know. He's going to get his ass. <laughs> yeah, probably. They're going to set something up. And then Moose is going to sh- defend the TNA World Heavyweight title against Heath Slater, so that should be, uh, Slater, that should be something. He's probably going to have fucking... EC3 is going to come out and attack him again after the match or during Who the match, so... As as Who knows, wins, but... Yeah, we got that shit going on for uh, Impact. And then for uh, AEW Dynamite on Wednesday at 8, we got Cody and Matt Cardona versus Dark Order and Alex Reynolds and John Silver, which... Oh, uh, yeah, we mentioned that earlier. Fucking Zack Ryder's in fucking AEW now. <laughs> like, what the... I forgot about that. I saw, Sorry, I saw a lot of people bitching about that. And that everyone's people a... bitch about any WWE wrestlers on anybody. That's what I'm saying. Like, like, there's another AEW or WWE wrestler that showed up on that show. I completely forgot, too. It's a Carmen... Or, yeah, Cameron. Cameron. She um showed up. She's going to be Nyla's tag partner in this uh, tag title or tag tournament shit. But, yeah, like, everyone's suddenly like, oh, AEW's just do- taking in every WWE guy now. It's, you know this was going to happen once they started picking up fucking the leftovers of who got fired, even though Cameron or Cameron didn't get fired, been but gone, been gone, but yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, that match is happening, apparently, because he came out and saved uh, Cody from the Dark Order. That, I forgot his real name, Matt Cardona. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's a name. Uh, Chris Jericho and is going to face Orange Cassidy in a debate we with a special mystery special moderator, which is fucking Bish- Eric Bischoff, apparently, which is fucking another... Yeah, I can guarantee you a lot of these wrestling fans don't know who the fuck that is if they're newer, yeah, which it seems like a lot of like, AEW elite fans are. They're more came in with like New Japan and shit mm-hmm. like that, so they probably don't know who the fuck Eric Bischoff is. I don't care. I don't care about this whole thing, and I like I like both of them, but no. Yeah, it's gonna be. I I hate this whole put a woman's match on. I hate all the, like the political stuff they're doing right now. You know, it's fucking it's August. Annoying. It's August. Why are you doing this now when it's not like November? <laughs> and for one, I mean, no one wants to fucking think about the fucking politics right now anyway to be honest but they just announced like literally like like a during our recording that they're gonna have fucking mjf do a campaign update or something because he's gonna be he's challenging uh mox at um all out now that's gonna fucking suck yeah but i cannot do a mat like a month of fucking mjf fucking campaign promos i can't can't do that and then they're doing a four-way or an eight-man the elite and ftr that's 10-man or six, it's twelve like man. 12. It's Jesus 12. Christ! It's twelve. <laughs> I hate matches. I think anyway. Yeah, the Elite and FTR versus the Dark Order, which is just God. that's gonna be something. And then John Moxley versus Darby Allen. That should be good at least. Yeah. But for the world title, I should say. I don't like that they're but doing it because I'm just like it feels out of nowhere. And yeah, Darby's always the filler guy. So I'm like, yeah, he's just here whatever. to give Fuck him a, a title win, and then I'm sure Cage will come out and attack him afterwards, and then <sighs> keep doing that because it seems like they're gonna do Cage and Darby it all out. So. I don't know. Why can I pull it up? But uh, for uh, NXT this week, got some uh, interesting matches, I guess. Um, we got Rhea Ripley versus Dakota Kai for I guess whoever wins this is gonna face EO next, which will be Dakota probably. It sh- yeah, it should be. But yeah, I'm not too excited about that. Um, there's another triple threat for the um NXT North American title ladder match. It's gonna be uh Oni Lorcan, fucking uh. 
Damien Priest. Damien Priest. I was like, wait, Punishment Martinez. Fuck, what's his, what's his fucking fake name? I mean, Punishment Martinez is a fake name, too. But, um, and then uh, Ridge Holland, which I don't know who the hell that is. It's his debut, apparently. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, yeah it's going to be Damien Priest, so it doesn't really matter. Doing I, a, I thought that dude was Shane Thorne. That's what I thought, too. Yeah, he looked like Shane. Huh. Shane is facing Bronson, though. Uh, so. Yeah, sorry, she said Bronson Reed versus Shane, Do- Shane Thorne. Going to have a tag team title match. Imperium's going to defend against Undisputed Era, which should be really good, depending on the what time and it, all that. Yeah. And It'll probably be the main event, but who knows. And then also, uh, Keith Lee's going to face uh, Cameron Grimes for some reason. But, <laughs> yeah, it's... That's NXT, I guess. It looks like it was some Twitter bullshit, so, uh, of course. But, uh, that's it for all that. Let's get into what we're here to talk about this week. Gonna talk about two Noah shows. The first one is, uh, the Who is the Leader from August 1st. With, the uh, full throttle being like, oh, because, uh, fuck, Kotoge and, uh, Seiki are always fighting about who's the leader, <laughs> and then eventually, like, oh, fuck it, let's just do a show, and we'll determine who, uh, what is the leader. And, uh, all this show really did to me is still prove yeah, that Ohara, yeah, that Hajime Ohara is still the leader. Even he just let, he's letting Kotoge pretend he's the leader, but okay. he's clearly the the man behind the he's the brains behind this little faction because he has the five brain cells. Yeah, he's like the only one with any brain cells of all these guys. But yeah, say so they got uh, three brain cells and one leader, and the leader has none of them. <laughs> but overall, the show is really easy to watch, really fun. Mm. All the matches were kept short. The longest match was the, uh, the main event, and I was like 13, 11 minutes. Oh, so that, that was, yeah, so really short. Oh, wait, so, wait. really easy watch. Had fun with most of it. Uh, first match was uh, Atsuchi Kotoge defeating Seki Yoshioka in 740. Yoki Yosha lost, so it was bad. But no, really. No, the match pretty decent for a little short match that it was. But I got bit on a few near falls, but then Yoshioka lost via roll-up, so really Kotoge just snuck away with the win. It wasn't really that definitive, which, as you'll see, none of these wins were really definitive until the main event. But, yeah, so I thought it was fine. Nothing going to see. Yeah, I was going to say, um, if you're looking for something, uh, if you're short on time, and you just kind of want to watch something, you know, no real big stories, I guess, well, you know, the leadership shit and all. Uh, yeah, this was a really fun show. I enjoyed it a lot. And I thought this first match was really good. And, of course, you know, Seiki had to lose here. So, that made me sad, too. But, I mean, I like all the guys. So, it didn't bother me that much. Um, Definitely a fun match for the time it was. Yes, yeah, so that's one thing I like about the show is that it's not something you have to go away to see. Right. But if you do watch it, you're going to enjoy it. Like, you can just look up. Like, I think everyone's following the whole Who's the Leader storyline anyway on Twitter. And that shows. But... It paid off here, but you could really just look up the results and figure out who's a leader and let's move on with today, and you don't miss anything. But if you go back and watch the show, I think it is worth your time. If you, it's a little short show on Russell Universe, like literally less than an hour, you can like throw it, You can just like throw it on while you're doing other stuff or whatever. But the next match was a uh, Hajime Ohara defeating Asushi Kotoge in Seven Eleven. They started the match immediately after the first, so Kotoge had a bit of a built-in excuse on why he lost this one because the first the first match is more of a fast pace while this one was more ground based since that's kind of Ohara's specialty. Ohara got Kotoge wrapped up in the ropes and did like a few like a rev up motion and then before he like started wrenching on uh, his head which is funny. <laughs> and uh Ohara ended up pinning Kotoge on a roll up too in a really good match. Probably like my favorite of the singles matches. 
Yeah, this one was really good, too. Um, basically, just the battle of the member who has all the brain cells against the one that has zero brain cells. So, like we just discussed, I'm sure you know who. <laughs> uh, like I said, another good one. Roll-ups were the name of the game here for their singles matches. Um, just overall, another good short match. And then the uh, next match was uh, Seiki Oshoka defeating Hajime Ohara in 7-13. Seiki had a dive within, like, seconds of the match even starting. <laughs> and then uh, this followed with him trying to quickly make pin attempts, but failing when Hajime went... Thick. Hajime went on a bit of a run, just beating Seiki's ass, which was awesome. But uh, he was able to cut off... Uh, Seiki was finally able to cut off Hajime's offense with a zero shootout. Then they had a bunch of flash pins, uh, but then they were still kicking out. Then they had like a big reversal sequence to finish it off for Yoshioka 2, one via roll-up, because all of them had to win via roll-up. I was going to say, Seiki was out here doing a freaking like backflip off of the second rope. I'm like, dude, there's nobody here to impress, but again, there's like no brain cells here, so. <laughs> um, I actually think I like this match the most. I think it's because it, it they were going pretty fast. At one point, um, like you said, of course, you got another roll up, but still another good match. And with them all ending up with a point and each having a win, they had they decided to uh, end off the show with a three way match, three way elimination match, with uh, to determine who in the end is the actual leader. And it turned out to be Atsushi Kozoka. He defeated Hajime Ohara and Tsuki Yoshioka in eleven fourteen. And uh, this started off with Kotoge and Seiki going at it while Hajime just, like, watched. Seiki finally got uh, Ohara involved so that the two could work over Kotoge as a tag team for a little bit. But then Ohara was, like, changed sides and started teaming with Kotoge to double-team Seiki. Including uh, Kotoge doing this, his revved-up, running-the-ropes shit he always does. Uh, he went back to just watching. Like, then uh, Ohara went back to just watching uh, Yoshioka and uh, Kotoge fight. Including, like, the ref trying to get Ohara, like, Hajime to join in. But he was like, nah. He's like, honestly, like I said at the beginning, Ohara was, like, really was the smartest man in this match and just continue to prove why he's the real leader of uh, Full Throttle, even though he's not in name. He was, like, only really getting involved when it benefited him, which is obviously the smart way to do a three way match. Uh, Kataga got both Ohara and Tiki over the top rope. And uh, while they fought on the apron, he uh, hit Tiki with a big boot to eliminate him. And then not long after that, he was able to put away Ohara, cementing himself as the leader of Full Throttle. And overall, a really good match. Probably, I still think the Ohara and Kotoge match is probably like my favorite. Probably followed by the Seiki and Hajime match. So then this will probably be like my third favorite of the... Yeah, I was going to say, this main event was really fun. Uh, but the whole show was. I just, I, I just love Hajime. He's just like, I really don't give a shit, you know, about this leadership shit. Because we all know he's making the more rational decisions anyway. Sorry, Katoge. You, you're just a leader in name. I don't know what you're going to do, but whatever. Um, like you said, really fun matchup. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, Seiki and Hajime was still my top. Um, yeah, then probably Hajime and um, Katoge and then this. But I think they were all really good in their own in their own way. And then, uh, last Noah show we'll talk about is the Congo Produce show, uh, Diamond 2 from Corken Hall on July 24th. 
Uh, the first match was a singles match with Shiryu defeating uh, Neo in 1531. And uh, not much to say for this one, really. I wasn't really being, like, I wasn't really able to hold my attention the whole time. So I didn't take any notes on it. And it wasn't bad or anything. I just kind of there. I just wasn't too interested in it. Yeah, match was just kind of there for me. Um, I don't really like when openers are going like 15 minutes, but it just didn't draw me in from the beginning. And then a couple minutes in, I still wasn't all the way in there. So I was like, uh, yeah, this, this just isn't for me. The next match is a singles match. Masaki Mochizuki defeated Yoshiki Inamura in 13-14. And the match started with Mochi trying to knock down Inamura but failing to. And eventually getting fucking bumped out of the ring by him, which was awesome. Inamura then continued the attack on the outside and left him for basically dead. Mochi broke the uh, count only to get back out to the outside and wait for Inamura to slip up and try and make his move. A lot of it was Inamura like, just trying to use his superior strength to win, but Mochizuki was the crafty veteran and knew exactly what to do to take out this kid. Which, hey, it's a simple story to use, but if it works, it works. And I definitely think it worked here. And Inamura's arm selling was really good during the match, because pretty much the whole match, Mochizuki was really working over his arm, and Inamura would definitely hit moves still with it, but then like sell it afterwards, and like sometimes just waiting and holding his arm for a little bit. That's probably one of the best performances for Inamura since his uh, match with Fujita last year, and I guess the trick for him is just to put him versus old guys, but yeah, I definitely really enjoyed this match a lot. Yeah, this one was a lot better than the opener, so um, I don't have a whole lot of notes about it. Um, I just enjoyed it overall. Uh, the next match was uh, Shuhei Tanaguchi defeating Manamo Soya in 2609. This was good, but nothing blow away. Like honestly, I zoned out quite a few times during it, and I might have I might have to go back and watch this again later because man, it's I was not feeling it for whatever reason. It just, this is really long, and if you asked me to name a like if you asked me to name a spot in the match, I probably couldn't like because I don't know, it just wasn't memorable to me at all. And like maybe I could make, take a wild guess because I know Soya's moveset, so I could probably guess maybe a move or two that he did. But I don't know. They sort of they sort of got me more interested like near like the finish, but I don't know. It didn't really get me in, invested that much. Yeah, I think the time kind of scared me away from it. I was kind of tired when we were watching this. I I don't know. Um, from what I can remember of the match, I don't think it was bad or anything. But I think, like you said, the ending was good. It's just everything else I was kind of blanking out on. And then next, the uh, semi-main, Masakita Mia defeated Daiki Naba in 14-11. And this was really fucking great. I love this match. Uh, Kitamiya was really bringing some serious viciousness, and Anaba was kind of kind enough to uh, return him, return the favor with some of his own aggression. Which I wish he had uh, showed more of this in Wrestle One. Like, honestly, this is like one of the most aggressive matches I've seen from Anaba. So I wish he would have brought this a little bit during his reign or in general in Wrestle One. But it is what it is. Uh, Kitamiya was on fire. He's like asking Anaba to give him everything he had, and. This was worked fairly even throughout, but to be honest, the way it was worked, if I hadn't known the result, I would have probably thought Yanaba was going to win, mm-hmm. like the way it was structured. But uh, Kitamiya was able to get momentum after Yanaba went for a move off the top rope, but Kitamiya like, speared his ass midair, which was, I love that spot so much. And then uh, he followed it up by another spear, got a near fall, but then put him away with the Saito suplex. And yeah, like, I, I really love this match. Yeah, I thought this was a really great uh, semi-main for the show. Um, again, I didn't really take many notes. I just really enjoyed the match overall. 
And then lastly, the main event, Keno defeated Howe in 20 minutes. And again, this is another really great match. I think I, I think I definitely enjoyed this more than the Kitamiya and Inaba match, but they're kind of about the same. Like, Howe wanted to prove himself against Keno, and he had uh, several very good periods of offense and control, but for the most part, Keno was going to make his ass earn every bit of expect he was trying to get from Keno, and he definitely uh, laid it into him, uh, made sure he's going to earn all that shit. Like, Keno was really trying to murder this guy. Like, his kicks in particular looked really good, like, really way more brutal than usual. And I thought he was about to rip off Hal's leg at one point. Uh, Keno's leg work was well, like, well done overall and looked really painful. Like, him, like, stepping on Hal's legs after during holds and shit, like, after holds. And Hal sold the leg really great, too. So, I don't know. This was one of the way, great ways to do a leg match. Uh, definitely the best Hal performance I've seen since he joined Congo, I think. And probably one of the best Keno performances in a while. So, yeah, like, um, it was a really good spot where Keno was trying to throw Hal to the outside. But Hal stopped him by pulling on his hair and, like, biting on his forehead. <laughs> and then he finished it off with his Rana-looking move. I, I can't remember what it was exactly. But he, like, hit this, like, Rana-looking move to Keno to the outside off the top rope. But in the end, uh, Hal had some good quick pin attempts at the end. But in the end, uh, Keno knocked him out with a kick and then hit the Dragon Suplex for the win. And, yeah, I definitely enjoyed this match way more than I expected to. Yeah, I was going to agree. I actually really thought this was a really great match. Um, I think going in, I thought it was it had the potential to be. But, I, you know, you just never know. But, no, the match overall was really good. Um, like he had brought up with the kicks. They were brutal. I think they were even a little bit more brutal than they usually are. Probably since it was against his own, you know, his own faction member. Um, Hal looked great throughout. I honestly really like Hal when he actually gets the time to show that he's a really good wrestler. Um, just a really fun match. I'm glad these last two matches really delivered because the rest of the show was kind of, was a little iffy. But these two, these last two matches were definitely worth the watch. Yeah, say the semi-main and the main are definitely the two matches to go anyway to see. I think you should still watch Inamura and Mochizuki because I really enjoyed that a lot too. But the rest of it, you probably just get to be honest. But yeah, I I really enjoyed both the semi-main and main a lot, and definitely uh, help would make Noah be one of my favorite promotions this year. But that's it for Noah. So let's talk about the DDT shows, the DDT Beer Garden like Pro Wrestling 2020 shows. And uh, we're only going to talk about the first two because the third one <laughs> didn't make it on Universe in Time because uh, Eno got his dick out or something. So I guess we'll talk about that a little bit next episode when we finally watch it. It actually hit Universe today, I think, but I was having problems with the Universe. And then obviously, I like I mentioned from the top, I was kind of just feeling bad earlier today. So we didn't get a chance to watch the third show. But I am really excited about to talk about these uh, first two nights because they were both really fun shows. Definitely something you want to pop on the TV, open a crack, open a beer, or whatever kind of drink you you're craving, and have yourself a good time because that is the way to watch these shows, and that's what we did. We this week uh, was it Saturday and Sunday? Yeah, we um, cracked open a few cans and uh, watched some shows, and had a good ass time doing it. Uh, the first match for night one was a kiss touch rule match or kiss chinko touch rule match. It was originally supposed to be Damnation, Daisuke Sasaki, Tetsuya Endo versus Makoto Ishii and Mitsuki Watase versus Yuki Ino and Yuki Onaya. But Ino and Naya were infighting before the match even started. 
and Sasaki was already drinking, and he got on the match to try and solve the situation, and it kind of ended up turning the match into a, uh, into the, because, um, uh, Naya, like the chink, the kiss touch ink or kiss inko chinko touch rules or that to tag out or tag in, you had to kiss the other guy's dick, and Nayo and or Naya and Eno didn't no. want to kiss each other's dick, Toxic. so it ended up changing the match to a six man, which was uh, Daisuke Sasaki, Tetsuya Endo, and Yuki Eno defeating Makoto Oishi, Mizuki Watase, and Yuki Naya in ten fifty four. And uh, match itself was whatever, but some of the highlights were Endo was like fucking corpse in after he had to kiss Sasaki's dick. Oh, no. I, <laughs> that was so good. That was so great. He, he corpses in everything. It's That's amazing. And um, mm. Sasaki, when he tagged in, you know, he like gently stroked his dick and then kissed it. Or, no, he licked it instead of kissing it, actually. Yeah, or at least like, it looked whoa. like it. And I'm like, okay, okay, Sasaki. I thought you were into foreign women, not big Japanese dudes. <laughs> but, um,. There was one spot where Eno and Naya ended up like 69ing each other in the ring. <laughs> and Endo ended up picking up the win over Watase. And, but yeah, like, it was just a fucking nonsense match. It was awesome. I was going to say, it's like with beer garden shows, you pretty much come to expect all this nonsense. So this is what you got here. Like you said, the match itself was whatever. Just <laughs> everyone was just fucking silly. I just loved it. That's really all. That's the thing with these beer garden shows. It's like it's gonna be mostly comedy and not a whole lot of work rate. And if you're not into DDT comedy, you you probably just want to skip these shows. To be honest, yeah. but because there is one great match I think on the show or on I think it was, that's the second night I think actually the, the hardcore shit yep, that's, that's second night yeah. So we'll talk about that in a minute. But yeah. yeah, if you're looking for work rate shit, you might as well just skip this one. But it's just a good sh- comedy show to watch while you're drinking. Like that's pretty much what I went into it as far as my expectations, and I think it delivered, including this match that we just talked about. Uh, the next match was a tag match. Uh, Chris Brooks and Harashima defeated Damnation, Mad Polly, and Someone's Cow in 1059. Someone and Polly were like acting like idiots before the match, like doing like rock, rock paper, paper scissors, scissors and shit. Uh, Sasaki ended up getting involved after Chris put on a Polly face mask. And I guess Sasaki was too drunk. Like, the fucking drunk ass couldn't tell who was who. Oh, here's this white guy in a Polly mask or the big fucking Japanese dude in, in paint. I wonder which one's the real Polly. But he, he couldn't figure it out, so he ended up super kicking, uh, super kicking the real Polly by accident, which led to Chris rolling him up for the pin. And match was kind of just there, but that spot at least was funny. Yeah, I was gonna say like the match itself was just there; it was fine, it was passable. But yeah, of course, like the Polly and Sasaki stuff was just super funny. So I mean, there's that going for it. it, it it's just like how drunk could Sasaki be to mistake fucking Chris? Compared to the real Polly. And then the uh, next match is a Hell in a Blue Sheet. Shin, Numa, Bukuro, Deathmatch, uh, Akido, Shota, and Yumehito Imanari versus Antonio Honda, Don Chocodino, and Muscle Sakai at uh, no contest in 1651. You want to note, uh, this is Muscle Sakai because uh, Super Chasadango Machine forgot his fucking mask in his, or his outfit in the fucking hotel, so he had to... Uh, they had to replace him with Muscle Sakai, I guess. But uh, uh, this match was something, man. Like I did love There's um, I, I loved Oishi rocking out Yay. to Akido's music beforehand because I'm like that's me. But uh, here's the deal: this, this match began as a Hell in a Blue Sheet death match, where the horror storyteller Imabayashi would start telling his scary story. But uh, after five minutes into the match, when the time elapsed, Imabayashi started telling the story, but 
asked for the blue sheet to be removed because it was too dark under the blue sheet to read. And then uh, the story was was about Imamayashi mistakenly kicking the magic stone that kept the deadly fox, the Nine Tails, locked up, preventing it from bringing the whole world down. Ima had released the deadly monster into the world, and the fox was looking for a new body, a new host. The host takes everyone down, and Honda stands up to save the world, but it is, but is afraid of the vicious fox. But at the mo- moment, newly appointed cyber fight EVP Akito provides advice on effective coaching, how Honda should look in his counterpart's eyes, listen to them well, and give them acknowledgement. Honda takes the advice and Akito and listeners to listen to the fox, allowing to follow each other on Twitter and take selfies together so that the fox can post it and Honda can retweet it so that the fox can gain followers. Uh, the fox is elated and wants Honda to be his host so that the fox can work under Honda going forward. They touch fingers and Honda takes the fox in and Honda screams, Go on! And when the lights go dark in the darkness, the ring announcer informs the fans in the venue that this was story zero of creative storytelling gone the fox. And uh, yeah, thank you, Hakusan, for writing all that out because I was there's no, no way, way you'd follow that without no. that. So bless you, man. It's funny. I love what they're doing with Akito, like making his EVP thing like a story in the in the right? shows. It might just be for the beer garden show, but I like what they've been doing with him, especially in the match the next night. But uh, you got anything to say about that match or just go on? Yeah. I was saying, yeah. Uh, the next match was a tag match. Junretsu, Hideki Okatani, and Jun Akiyama defeated Keigo Nakamura and Naomi Yoshimura in 1038. It was a good little match. Uh, nothing crazy. I really enjoyed the bits with Okatani and Keigo. But as I've mentioned many times on the show, young boy wrestling is my shit. I love watching young wrestlers develop. It's crazy how much uh, Okatani has like surpassed Keigo in the pecking mm. order lately in such a short order. And uh, Keigo really tried to take it to June, but got his ass handed to him for all his troubles. But uh, yeah, the match was solid. Would love a Jun Retsu tag title match down the road. Yeah, I definitely thought this was a uh, pretty solid tag match overall. Definitely fun enough to watch. Um, but I've I've liked Jun Retsu's run in DDT so far, so I can't really complain. Uh, definitely saw more of the aggressive side to Okatani here. So I don't know if he's just learning from June or what, but I like what I saw. But yeah, like you said, it, it's it's crazy how Okatani is just like completely elevated himself over Kago. I mean, Kago's still, you know, doing his own thing, but it's like Okatani seems to be more of the guy that they are kind of pushing more a little bit, I guess. Which I don't mind, because I think they're both really good. Um... Like you said, definitely enjoyed their interactions a lot. Uh, just overall, really solid tag team match on this funny ass show. Yeah, say uh, Okatani is a young boy with nothing to lose, so he is dangerous as all hell. He needs to change his gear. But um, complain about that in a while. Yeah, say yeah, his gear still fucking sucks, but um. But I think it's because, well, one, he's teamed up with Akiyama, so he's just going to get more oh, chances yeah, to shine yeah, anyway. Yeah. But I also think he's more in the style of, like, a normal wrestler, while Kago's able to do both regular wrestling and mm-hmm. comedy. So it's kind of just where he's slotted right now, I guess. Uh, the next match uh, was the audition for uh, the new Neobishiki Gun member. It ended up becoming a four-on-three handicap match between uh, with uh, Jiroko Kuroshio, uh, Sakisama, and Yukio St. Laurent defeating Generic Martha, 
Kazuko Higuchi, Kazuko Harada, and Margaret Awashi in 717. And uh, this match was fucking amazing. <laughs> so or, This whole segment, the match was whatever, but the segment, I, I love the whole thing. Like, they all came out doing their entrances and shit, and Saki-sama and uh, Yukio St. Laurent were, like, judging them, obviously. And uh, I guess she wasn't impressed by the lack of beauty among the uh, auditionees and suggested that a match take place between them to uh, see who gets a shot at joining Neo Bichigigun. But uh, Pyrico, wh- who was originally in, in this, he got like they got pissed off at Saki-sama's arrogance. And revealed herself to be Kazuko Harada of two T two T two H three Joshi, and also the distant relative of Kazuki Harada. She has a score to settle against a Bishiki Gun, who defeated the T two H Joshi, resulting in Kazuko being mocked and bullied back in her hometown. She was a special wrestler. She had a special wrestler uh, to come out and help her, who ended up being a uh, Jiroko Kawaii. Kuroshia, who came out to a fucking like nightcore version of fucking Ikemen's entrance, well, it was like, well, it was like um, Vocaloid version, really more than nightcore. But either way, it's just fucking amazing. <laughs> uh, and uh, my friend uh, woke up, woke up. Shout out to him. He was so pissed off when he saw that Ikemen was in this. <laughs> oh shit! But Saki-sama liked uh, Jiroko's entrance and how flamboyant it is, and recruits Jiroko for her team. And Kazuko scoffs, saying, "The bond that." Unites uh, 2H3 is too strong, but Jiroko ended up like, no, all right, I'm joining you. And then, uh, yeah, they have the match or whatever, and it's all fun and games. It's like, whatever, but the auditionees, like, almost won the match, but then Kazuko Higuchi couldn't, like, deliver the final blows to Yukio. Like, Pyroko kind of got the upper hand on them, finally. And then they were trying to get Higuchi to, or uh, uh, Kazuko to uh, attack. Uh, Yukio Saint Laurent, but no, they refused. She refused to, and uh, this ended up letting uh, the other side pick up the win over. I think they pinned Pyroko, but I can't remember or uh, uh, Harada, but I can't remember. I think so. But after the match, uh, Saki-sama tries to recruit uh, Jiroko for the fuck <laughs> for Niobishiki gun, but uh, Jiroko refuses and says that. She was only here to uh, reunite with her long-lost uh, sister, uh, Kazuko Harada, or Kazuko um, Higuchi, which, if you remember right, this plays into a past storyline from last year with uh, Higuchi and Ikemen when they were brothers because they had the same last name or something. So, yeah. I like that they added a little nugget in, but... So, yeah, Jiroko refuses, and Higuchi is like, Decides to uh, confess her love to Yukio, but uh, I guess y- Yukio is not impressed and ends up uh, stabbing, killing Harada or killing Higuchi with the uh, poison um, syringe. And poor uh, Jiroko loses her sister after they just found each other finally. And all uh, <laughs> all uh, Higuchi wanted was the love of uh, Yukio. And yeah, that was just a fun ass match yeah, or fun ass whole segment. Is. Yeah, pretty much got it all, but just a whole lot of fucking fun. I love this shit so much. This is what, well, this is part of why I love DET so much, is that you can do all this dumb shit. Also, I didn't talk about this, but I didn't fucking realize how flexible um, Higuchi was. 
And then uh, lastly, the main event for the show, uh, six-man tag match, Suicide Boys, Mikami and Tano Musica, Toba, and Sanchiro Takagi defeated All Out, Konosuke Takashida and Shinma Katsumata and Yuki Ueno in 16-32, and Takashida was going crazy in this match, man. Like, he's going after Toba really hard for no reason. And uh, overall, though, kind of a, it was fine. The final bits with uh, Toba and Ueno were some really good shit, at least, but yeah, like, not a whole lot to say about this match. This did lead to uh, Suicide Boys challenging for the tag titles, though. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought this was a fine enough um, tag match. Like you said, I like the final bits, and Takashita just looked like an absolute wild man. Um, but yeah, other than that, not much to say. Kind of a skippable, I guess, main, if you want to cut off some time from the show. And then for uh, night two of the Beer Garden shows, uh, first match was a singles match. Soma Takao defeated Hideki Okatani in 558, and Okatani took it straight to Soma from the start, but didn't really last long for uh, Soma to take control and put the boy back in his place. Kind of a nothing match, nothing opener really, but at least Soma's entrance is hype, so that at least got the crowd going a little bit. Yeah, I was going to say, just it was just there as your standard short opener, but it's always smart to put Soma first because, you know, you always get that hype-ass music. The next match is a tag match. Uh, Akido and Chris Brooks versus Damnation. Daisuke Sasaki and Matt Pauly defeat, ended in a no contest in 1153. Uh, I think whenever someone did something bad, Sasaki or Chris had to drink as a result. But uh, Sasaki was like stumbling around before the match even started, got going, so uh, not going to end well. The ref even like, asked Sasaki how, like, how many beers he had had before the match, and he just like said a lot. <laughs> um, Pauly kept making fouls, and each time Sasaki got excited and drank. Sasaki, like, raked Chris's eyes several times so that he could keep drinking some more. Uh, Akido, uh, Akido cheated, so Chris had to drink, but was confused at first and cheated again, so he was forced to drink again. Uh, Sasaki pretended to get his hair pulled, so again, Chris had to drink. Uh, Chris's pretended drunkenness was pretty funny. Like, the dude tried to do a senton off the top rope, but kept wobbling on the top and then ended up overshooting it and just landing on his back. But then Chris made uh, Mad Polly, the four-year-old, drink. So the match went to a no contest because Polly got drunk and started attacking Sasaki and everyone else. And yeah, that was, that was a fun little comedy match. Yeah, this was just silly all around, but still so much fun. Um, like you said, Polly's only four and he was somehow able to drink. Someone has to be a better parent. Come on, Sasaki. I mean, Soma came out, but it was a little too late at that point. <laughs> yeah, no, Haku was like, oh, fuck, are we canceled now? <laughs> After that happened. <laughs> Oh, that was great. Um, the next match was a tag team match. Uh, Junretsu, Junakiyama, and Mizuki Utase defeated Kazusada Gucci and Tomomitsu Matsunaga in 1039. Uh, man, Gucci was trying to turn these boys' chests into hamburger all the way he was slapping around Matase early on. Those chops were so fucking loud. Uh, he had a little bit of offense done himself, but for the most part, he was just getting demolished by Higuchi and Matsunaga. Uh, finally, Watase was able to tag out, but Higuchi just started doing those stiff chops to Akiyama instead. Akiyama and uh, Higuchi were pretty even. Their sequences together were just fucking great. Like, they ruled together. Like, man, give me them a singles match sometime soon. But uh, this little two-minute sprain of chops and reversals was it. Like, Akiyama tried to put away Matsunaga with the knee several times, including one without the knee pad. But he ended up still picking up the win with the exploder. And yeah, it was a pretty solid match. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought this was a pretty solid match overall. Um, Higuchi worked really well with both Watase and Akiyama. I just, 
I honestly have like such the highest praise for Higuchi. I think he's just a phenomenal wrestler. He's such a good he he's so good for DDT. Um just it was honestly just a pretty well wrestled match in between all the silliness of the rest of the show. The uh Speaking of. Yeah, say so then the next match was uh it was something, man. <laughs> the eight man tag team tornado elimination pantyhose match. Uh, Keiko Nakamura, Sego Tachibana, Yuki Ino, and Yuki Onaya defeated Antonio Honda, Dancho Kudino, Makoto Oishi, and Muscle Sakai in 11:38. And they showed like a little backstage segment where uh, all guys agreed to wear pantyhose before the match, or at least the veteran guys agree and I basically try to make the young guys wrestle in it. But I guess they ran, the young guys ran into Akido to report the abuse of power because Akido came out with them to the ring before the match and basically enforces that the boys don't have to wear uh, the pantyhose. Dino demands an apology for that because it made Matsui, Ref Matsui sad. But uh, Akido said they'll, he'll only apologize if they win the match. And if the young guys win, then the person who gets pinned has to wear pantyhose on his head for the next day and post about it on Twitter all day. But uh, yeah, the match was something else, man. Like During the match, I guess Akido got sick of Dino's nonsense and broke up a pin from Dino only for uh, Naya to come out of nowhere with the pantyhose on his head while like some music started playing <laughs> and uh then sego joined in the pantyhose gang followed by kago then in comes Dino too dino kept uh, going for a pin attempts but akido had taken out the ref so there was no way for them to make the count so here comes ref matsui back in pantyhose to save the day ref uh, uh tried to uh, stop him from interfering in the ring because he was on akido's side early on but in the end uh matsui got the Got to rough the match, and Eno ended up uh, pinning Dino, so uh, Dino had to wear pantyhose <laughs> forever. Yeah, and it's like, I'm pretty sure Dino has still been posting about it. I haven't checked recently, but I know he was, like, I want to say a day or two even after that, but still. <laughs> this was just a freaking mess, but in the best way possible. This was just freaking hilarious. Like I said, match-wise, it was like, whatever, but just, <laughs> all of it was just so funny. Yeah, like, Akido is kind of, like, using his EVP privilege and stuff, trying to say, like, oh, um, this is why the people make fun of DDT or something like that, and that's why he didn't want to allow the pantyhose. Like, it's not funny. And he's like, I was like, oh, maybe your kid will find it funny to Oishi when he brought it up or something. And it's like, pretty much he's just talking shit on, like, old DDT. But then, like, during the entire match, Dino was saying, like, oh, we're, this is DDT, we're idiots, <laughs> and stuff like that. And eventually him and uh, Akido came to an agreement. It's like, oh, maybe we should be more worried about not being known rather than looking like fools, I guess, or something like that. And had a little heart to heart with Dino on what the soul of DDT is. And, but he still made Dino wear the mask or wear the pantyhose. And he even said he had to like wear masks and the face guard and shit for the meet, like uh, inner or the uh, signing sessions and shit or something. But yeah, like I really enjoy how they're using Akido's EVP role in storylines right now. Hopefully it continues. Uh, the next match was a five-way loser punishment match. Harashima, Naomi Oshimura, Toru Washi, and Yuki Ueno defeated Kazuki Harada in 11:32. It was an elimination match with uh, every wrestler that wins leaves the match, and the last one remaining will take a penalty. It had regular pinfalls, submissions, and over-the-top rules. This was fucking cr- amazing, honestly. Like <laughs> Harada was like talking all the shit, trying to get the guys to turn on each other. Like, he told Naomi that Ueno has been calling him an orange pig. Told Harashima that uh, Nautilus has been calling him an old fart ever since he revealed his age. 
He told Awashi that Ref Kiso has been mad-mouthing him. And then all of this was a way to get ahead in the match. This leads to the match starting with Harshima going after Nautilus. And then Awashi going after the ref. <laughs> that was uh, that was a, I love how that started. And then uh, Ueno accidentally kicked Naomi. So Harada got him to team up with him for a little bit. Harada almost helped Ueno get eliminated. But Awashi came back and started attacking the ref again. So he couldn't make the, the count. The ref finally, but then finally all the guys realized what was happening. And Harada threw himself over the top rope as an apology. But didn't really count. Ueno uh, ended up eliminating Harashima over the top rope when Harada tried to eliminate himself over the top rope again. Wait, I missed that. Yeah, Ueno eliminated Harada. Harada tried to eliminate both Naomi and Owashi over the top rope, but he ended up just going, like, giving them a fall instead. This led to uh, Harashima and Harada being the final two, but it didn't really last long, and he ended up losing in the match. And his penalty is that he is exiled from Japan, so in his place he would be replaced by uh, Brother Kazuki the next night's show. Eno, but he was like refusing to leave, and he's like, no, I will not do this. So Eno in a jockstrap came out, and the pantyhose brigade came out with him to collect him after he refused. And while the other four saluted and music played, it, oh my god, that ending was fucking amazing. (laughs) That ending alone, I think, is worth watching the match for. Oh my god. You know, every time he's in that damn jockstrap, fucking kills me. I don't know why. He's so fucking funny. Uh, this whole just situation alone was fucking hilarious. This was just so good. I got such a good laugh from it, and still getting a good laugh from just just hearing someone else talk about it. And then, uh, lastly, the main event for the show was a hardcore tag match, uh, all out. Konosuke Takashita and Shinma Katsumata defeated Damnation, Nobuhiro Shimatani, and Tetsuya Endo in 19 minutes. Uh, I guess we learned today that Nobu's super hardcore persona is Hulk Nobu. I loved uh, Takashita running away in terror from Hulk Nobu, just flexing at him. <laughs> uh, Endo like just straight dropped Shunma to the outside, and Takashita just laughed. Like, he just does not give a shit about Shunma, I guess. And then Shunma wasn't Joker Shunma, so midway through the match, Endo got pissed off and demanded that Shunma go backstage and bring out Joker Shunma. Uh, Takashita was basically wrestling a handicap match from that point on, but... Eventually, he was finally able to stand up to Hulk Nobu, and he's not afraid of him anymore, I guess. And then finally, uh, Joker Shunma came out, made his appearance, and took out Endo with a Lego bat. Nobu got taken out by a Lego chair, and then Endo, like, straight up just slammed Takashita's head through a table. Or with like, with a table, I should say. Uh, Takashita set up a table, which led to a sequence of um, him and Endo, like, avoid trying to avoid the table getting thrown into it. But eventually, Endo was the one going through the table, and he, but he still kicked out. Shunma poured Legos all around the ring to make it even more dangerous, and Endo's stupid ass purposely took a back bump on them. Uh, Nobu hit like a sunset flip powerbomb off a table onto the Legos on Shuma, which is nuts. But that still wasn't the pin, because in the end, uh, Joker Shuma put away Hulk Shunma to pick up the win, but it's like... Jo- or Joker Shuma beat Hulk Nobu. Yeah. I missed that. But yeah, like, that fucking table or ladder spot was fucking nuts. Yeah, those last few minutes were honestly pretty fucking insane anyway. But the match itself was honestly really fucking great. I had a good, great time with this one. Um, I mean, I guess we shouldn't be surprised with everyone involved. But yeah, this was just, this was just great. You know, you got super hardcore Nobu with super hardcore uh, Shuma. It doesn't get much better than that, I don't think. 
And of course, you know, Endo and Takashita were great. They always are when they're in the ring together. Uh, so overall, this was a really, really, really great way to end the uh, second night of the beer garden. Yeah, this is definitely, of all the matches, this is the one too gaudy way to see. I think overall, night two was kind of a better than night one, but they were both really good. I enjoyed them all a lot. So I wish we could have watched the uh, night three, but we'll talk about that next week once we finally got to get to watch it at least a little bit. But yeah, overall, uh, a lot of really good shows we watched this week, actually. I didn't really like them all, so that's that's always good to when you enjoy wrestling, I guess. <laughs> uh, I didn't ask for questions, so I skipped that. Uh, the matches of the week. What's your uh, top match this week? Or top three, I guess. For me, I think definitely... Well, actually, I don't know. I'd probably say Neo and... Or Neo. How and Keno. That's probably my match of the week. I'd probably have to go with... Uh the hardcore tag as far as my number two that would, pro- that would probably be my number two and then uh followed by that i think it might be the um inaba and kitamiya match that's probably like my number two but if we're including stuff that i watched other than this i might put the queen's quest match or queen's quest versus Tobu- or kyonami for the goddess of stardom tag titles that might be my number three Maybe my number two, but that, I really enjoyed that match a lot. But yeah, I think those are our top matches this week. So uh, check those out, and we'll drop the rest of the match recommendations in the description. So check that out below. But uh, that's it for us this week. I guess we can talk now about what we're going to be doing the next month <laughs> while we're back home. If you can't notice a, a difference in audio quality, hopefully it's better, not too different. We got I ended up getting a new mic so we can try and record while we're back home, a little USB mic, because I did have like one of them long arm ones, but be a little awkward, be a little awkward to carry that in, yeah. especially if we're not trying to let them really know that we're recording. But so we don't know what our full schedule is. I'd like to record each week, but we'll have to see, I guess, how that works out. Depends on if we can find time to do it and find a little sp- in space and all that kind of stuff. But there will be an episode next week, at least. For our plan, we're going to discuss the two Noah shows that are going to happen on Tuesday and Wednesday with the uh, big title matches and probably the Freedom Show. And that's making tape on Saturday. So those are probably going to be the big three matches we're going to talk about. And the plan is we're going to record early, record on Saturday, and then just put it out on Monday still. So the news might not be totally up to date, but beyond that, it should be able to be fine to listen to that. So hopefully you guys come back and listen to that beyond that we'll figure it out i guess <laughs> the episode after that will probably be about the tournaments like the candy tea Joshi, yeah. all that kind of stuff but we'll let you guys know on twitter or discord or however but you at least have something like, like coming your way on uh next monday so look forward to that and watch those shows and come back and hear what we had to say about them and other stuff, I'm sure, because I'm sure that's not going to be the only wrestling we watch, even if it's a little short distance. <laughs> but, yeah. Also, uh, send us any questions you may have about those shows or anything else on Twitter, and we'll answer them on the pod next week. That's it for us this week. If you want to follow the pod, you can do so at One Wrestling Pod. If you want to follow Caitlin, you can do so at Ticking Time Boss. You can follow me at ASPR underscore, and follow our friends at ProGate at ProGate. But that's it for us this week. Hope you all enjoyed, and thank you all for listening. See you next week. See you, everybody.